Weather's never a factor for the plunge for hunger. But the man who has been involved with the plunge for hunger joins us today. It is the biker boy. It is Ray Aramini to talk about the big event. Ray, always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Plunge for hunger. What exactly is this event? Good morning, Wayne. And again, thank you for having me on. Uh, It's certainly a a pleasure. Plunge for Hunger um, was an idea that was created years ago in order to support uh, fundraising efforts at Covenant Soup Kitchen. Um, The first year that we did it was 12 years ago, and it was uh, probably attended by about 30 people, mostly Eastern Connecticut rugby players and a couple of others that, that joined in. And after, after we finished our first event, um, the people that were involved in this kind of looked around at each other and said, we're going to do this again next year. And 12 years later, we're still doing it. And the event now called the Olga Isis Plunge for Hunger. Why is that? That's correct. It is the Olga Isis Plunge. Um, Olga was a volunteer and a board member at Covenant Soup Kitchen for years and years, and her her spirit, her tenacity, and her humor um, is what the plunge is named for after her passing of a couple years ago. Um, she She's really the only one that had half a brain. She'd stand on the shore and tip her, uh, put her big toe in the water and count that as jumping in, and she'd collect money donations and certainly act as an advocate for the soup kitchen. Now, take me back to the days when these things were held in person. I need two stories here. Number one, the weather. I'm sure you've had some days that are really, really cold, yet people go running and jumping in the Natchog River. And number two is, Ray, what are those people many times wearing when they did this? Um, this year, obviously, it's entirely virtual due to health concerns, this, this latest surge. Um, so people are doing their, their plunge alone. Um, or with friends and family, smaller groups, just to keep things healthy and safe. But as far as how the weather has been historically, uh, we've only really, Wayne, had one year where your teeth, yes, your teeth are chattering so hard that you almost chip off your tongue. Um, We had ice on the river. Uh, A couple of the rugby guys had, I'm sure OSHA's going to love this, tied a rope around me and put me out into the river to push down the sheets of ice and we were able to then and jump in. Um, before the before we had huge numbers, another year we had to snow blow the beach uh, with with uh, home quality uh, non commercial snow blowers. Um, as far as the outfits, uh, they have boy, uh, they're kind of all over. We've had we've had cheerleaders, we've had hooter girls, we've had people dressed as vegetables, we've had flamingos. Um, we had two of the guys that, that played ball at Eastern dress as the couple from Titanic. Um, and the woman, that Rose and Jack. Yeah. Uh, Rose was a, Rose was a 260 pound bearded man named, named bone who, who carried off the role very well. And actually, actually years later that year, we were, we received a donation in honor of quote, the lovely people from Titanic unquote. So, it just what it does is uh, costumes are encouraged, but it certainly makes it fun. It makes it festive, you know, from going from those original twenty something, thirty something people that jumped in twelve years ago to the last time we did it non virtually, where you have 
between 225 and 250 jumping in the river and then double that on the shore cheering them on. It, it's certainly a, a atmosphere that is carnival-like, but, but very, very supportive and very loving. It's probably the only time I actually shut my mouth is when I'm watching people walk down the hill to Lauder Park, and they're all there to make a difference. It's kind of like Halloween in February. Anybody ever think of doing this like in July when a lot of people jump in the water? Or is that what makes it unique that most people don't jump in the water in February? Then it would just be swimming, Wayne. Well, and speaking of outfits, and this is on the commercial that we've been running for this for the last couple of weeks. Uh, tell us who Smitty is, and tell us about Smitty's Hello Kitty hat. Why is that a thing? Well, it, it was it was kind of strange. We we've, we've had great supporters throughout the year, and but Smitty is Smitty is a guy who I've known for years that have been very supportive of not only the soup kitchen but Eastern Rugby and particularly the Plunge, and he comes out each year he puts on a hello kitty hat as his costume and helps register people at the gate um we have we have had amazing amazing people volunteer not only at the soup kitchen but but involved with with the plunge we have there's there's one guy who's a former player named zach stager his nickname was killer and he puts together the promotional videos that are shot every year and he does this because of of his love for what the soup kitchen does. And I think that that's kind of the overbearing message here is that we do what we can. We can, Smitty can't, because the health concerns, he can't jump in the river, but he certainly can give his time. Zach Steger, not only does he jump in the river, but he also creates videos to help others find a way to donate more efficiently as well as to, to give. Uh, Smitty is Scott Smith, a, a former catcher at Eastern Connecticut State University Baseball, now the athletic equipment manager at Eastern, and also is involved with the baseball team at this point. And not only is he a great guy, but he's unbelievable. It's an inside joke. All right, so now, in the last couple of years with the pandemic, how have you had to adapt, and how do you still do the plunge for hunger during this pandemic? Um, what we've done is we've, we've made it virtual. And that, that is a, that's a very broad interpretation. Uh, if you, anybody wants to go to the Facebook page at Covenant Soup Kitchen, that, that promotional video that I told you that uh, Zach Steger shot is there. What, what it is is that you do your plunge your way. It could be jumping in a river. It could be jumping in the ocean. It could be swimming down in Florida. It could be taking a, a hot tub. It could be pouring buckets of water over your own head. As long as you're doing it, in a socially distant, safe way. And that's, that's what we, we want. But we're also asking that people video it or people take pictures and then share that with a Facebook page. And that's, therefore, we can, we can keep perpetuating that, that uh, carnival-like atmosphere until we get through this pandemic and that we're in a better place. So what you're saying is that I can do that, like in my own bathtub, as long as, A, I'm wearing shorts at the time, and, B... I'm raising money for the Covenant Soup Kitchen. Is that about right? I think the most important component of that is, A, yes, you need to wear shorts, Wayne. But or turn out the lights. As far as the, the doing it yourself uh, and documenting, absolutely. Um, my family has a friend who, who was working in Iceland and did a, did a plunge into the North Atlantic. And I had another friend in Florida that jumped in a pool. So I think that you just have to do it your own way wherever you are for now. We're limping through this. We're getting through this. We have another group of people who don't have access to 
a lot of money to solicit. So they started doing it by Venmo the night before. They're doing they're starting theirs tonight, where they're going to be um, on a social media platform taking pledges live, and they're going to be like jumping into snowbanks, jumping into barrels full of water, and all these different ways in order to raise money. I think that that's the key. I think the real key is to say, what can I do? What can I do? And, Ray, I think from the Department of Making Lemonade Out of Lemons, you just talked about someone taking part in the plunge for hunger in Iceland. The pandemic has had a toll on all of us, but it almost sounds to me like a positive to all this is that you actually now, with this format, have a way to expand your horizons. You're able now to get people to take part in this event that might not have been able to be here when you actually had the group jumping in the Natchog River at Lauder Park. Well, <clears throat> I agree. I think we, we have opened up our, our door to thinking in a different way. But I also, I also would give that praise to the likes of a Kimberly Clark, who's running Covenant Soup Kitchen, who has found a different way to serve people, who has found a way to get food to those that are at their home shut in, to, uh, found a way to help people stay off the streets if they're cold during the day. I give it credit to the likes of a David Foster, who is looking to be hard-hitting during this very hard-hitting time. A lot of times when we had not-for-profits pull back their services, the likes of a David Foster and a Kimberly Clark and a Bruce John put their foot down to the pe- right down to the floor and said, this is when we need to produce. This is when we need to be most effective. And I'm, I'm honored to be associated with them. Ray, what's the Austin Foundation, and how have they helped? The Eileen, the, the I'm sorry, the Jeffrey P. Austin Foundation is a not-for-profit foundation that was formed in the Willimantic area. They have been so incredibly supportive of the plunge, even be, when the plunge was in its infancy. I I was on the phone with Eileen headed to a rugby tournament years ago, and she said, "Well, what were you thinking as far as funding?" And I said, "Well, why don't we, if you would like it, we're certainly up for matching funding." And she said, well, what are you thinking as far as matching funding? And I said, how about $50,000? And then she said, yes, Wayne. And so now we're thinking, oh, man, we have to, we have to raise $50,000. We have to be able to produce that because for every dollar we raise, she's going to match to that point. And, she, and we, we said yes, and then she said yes, and then we were able to raise that money. We were, excuse me, we were able to raise $50,000. And this is, this is by and large, nickels and dimes. This is not massive checks. This is not, not a lot of corporate involvement at that point. Um, Eileen was extremely giving and extremely caring, and uh, she believed in what we did. She believed in the grassroots movement. She believed in uh, giving back in our community. She was a champion of the poor, and she unfortunately passed this last year. And, you know, we... We have been able to be blessed with the fact that her daughter has carried on the foundation. And I think it's important also to give some credit to the Eastern Connecticut State University rugby team. They've been involved in the Plunge for Hunger for years. They've been involved in things like a lot of the setup on the big shows they have at the Shabu stage at Jilson Square and so forth. So what's the involvement? What's the background? How did Eastern Rugby get involved in this project? Well, it's Eastern Rugby since its inception. Um, 2004 has always had as one of the cornerstones um, of of the program 
thus making it a program, community service, and that, that it's not just something that we, you know, that you have 40 guys show up to, to wrap Christmas gifts once a year. This is, this is designed that it is part of our culture, that it is part of what we do every, every season, if possible, every week. Um, today, today, Connecticut Food Bank Truck is coming down to Covenant Soup Kitchen as they have every Friday since before the pandemic started. Folks from Eastern Rugby will be there unloading it as usual. So this is just part of who, who we are. What had happened back in the day, Wayne, is there were two, two players on the team that were looking to raise money in particular for, for the soup kitchen. And the, they were both on the rugby team, and the rugby team thus got behind it. And it's kind of just taken off from there where we are able to, we're able to do so we do. How much money did you raise for the Covenant Soup Kitchen in last year's virtual plunge for hunger? I think we raised $70,000. Yes, somewhere around there. And, and then it was matched by the uh, Jeffrey Piazza Foundation. Um, so it makes, a, it makes a very big it makes a very big splash, is no pun intended, in, in fundraising. But I think really the other part is that uh, we at the soup kitchen aren't selling anything. The services that we're giving out are free, and they're free to anyone, and they're free to anybody that happens through the door. Um, I, I, heard a, I heard one of the players ask when they were unloading, this is during the pandemic, they were unloading one of the, one of the food bank trucks, um, they looked over and they saw they saw a porta potty, and they said, "Who? Why is that there? Who's it for?" Not understanding that with with the soup kitchen door meals still being served, but the doors still you know the doors still being closed, and that restaurants were closed, and libraries were closed, and everything else was closed. There was no place to go to the bathroom. There was no place to use a facility, and so as a result the forward thinking of, of the staff at Covenant Soup Kitchen said, we need to provide the community with a, uh, a place to go to the bathroom. And so what it is is that it's there, Covenant Soup Kitchen, it's there if you need help. It's there for everybody. The Covenant Soup Kitchen's been serving this community for, I don't have the exact time frame, but at least 40 years or so. And I'm just wondering if the role of that soup kitchen has become even more important in the last two years because of the pandemic. You're probably serving a clientele that you weren't serving in the first 38 or so years. Indeed. Um, and also what I would say, Wayne, <coughs> is that the, the needs of many of the guests that come in are far deeper, are far, are far more involved. Um, and then we have, we have other folks that are just popping in and grabbing some free bread. So, it's tough to get your head around that since the pandemic started, and we're almost at two years now. Ray, what's your message for folks who support the idea? They like this concept of the plunge for hunger, but they're not going to go out and set up their lawn sprinkler and run around in shorts in the middle of December, January, February, whatever the case is, but they want to support this. Do you just accept checks without uploading a video to the Facebook page? Indeed, that's that is such a big sustainer. As always, our community has risen to the to the always risen to the need. Um, not everybody is able to volunteer at the soup kitchen, but.
but many people are able to support them financially. Not everyone's able to plunge, but many people are able to support them financially. So as a result, go to um, the website, covenantsoupkitchen.org, and look for the Donate Here button, and you can click on that button, and it's, it's very easy to walk through how to make a donation. Um, and you can specify for the plunge, or you can even specify for a particular person. But it's, it's you know, I joke about this, that it's the, the catchphrase that we use. It's fast, it's fun, it's freezing for a reason, and it makes a difference. So the fact that it's making a difference is really what it comes down to. CovenantSoupKitchen.org. It's on the upper left, the link Ray is talking about. It says donations, and you can do the rest from there. Is it safe to assume that whether it's in person or whether it's virtual like last year and this year, that your rugby guys do some of the best videos of anybody? Oh, yeah, Wayne, that's a, that's a, that's a very good assumption. Um, yes, and if you're, if you're looking to see them, just go to, like I said, go to the Facebook page and take a good look. Yeah, they're, uh, I'm very proud of them. Would your costume maybe be wearing long pants? People who know Ray Aramini, Cupid 2001, realize that he wears shorts all year long, including in the middle of winter. There's only one other person I know that did that, by the way, and that was the late Eastern men's soccer coach, Tom Nevers. Do you guys ever talk about showing your legs in wintertime? Well, I think if I'd think in the next few days, Wayne, with this, this impending weather, I'll be certainly wearing long pants if I, if I have to snow blow or shovel. Um, but it's, it's just, uh, yes, I wore, I wore uh, shorts into the river, but I certainly for, for, uh, for fun, I should wear long pants. Yeah. I'll believe that when I see it, send me a picture. Covenant Soup Kitchen's Plunge for Hunger. As you can do your plunge your way, wherever, whenever you like between now and the end of February, but they hope some of you will do it on the actual anniversary date of Saturday, February the 5th, 2022. It's fast, it's fun, it only hurts for a minute. It's the Olga Isis Plunge for Hunger and Ray Aramini, Cupid 2001. We thank you for joining us today. We hope a lot of people get involved in this event for a great cause to support the Covenant Soup Kitchen. My longtime friend, thanks for joining me this morning. Bueno, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Ray Aramini, our guest on 14 WILI Willimannic and 95.3 FM.